Hi, Rachel here from the NOIC Godcast, where we offer wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. Today, we're going to take a look into Darlene Dibler's story and how, though she faced extreme conditions, it was still the better cup. Recently, I read uh, Darlene Dibler Rose, The Evidence of Things Not Seen. Hmm. Um, it's a good book, and I want to say I recommend it because it is a good book, but it's like very uncomfortable to read. Yeah. But mm. it was a good so book. So read at your own discretion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but in, like, in a Cliff Nose version, her and her husband were missionaries to Papua New Guinea during World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both sent, They, I believe that they started, like they went over there before the war and the mm-hmm. war started once they were there. Um, they were both captured and put into separate prisons. Um, and in the one prison is where her husband ended up dying. She lived for four years in very extreme conditions in her camp. They often had to run to the trenches um, any time of day or night for safety because mm-hmm. there'd be bombings going overhead. Mm-hmm. Like they never know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, food was scarce not and, and not good. Mm-hmm. Um, they ate, wasn't McDonald's. No, they ate, they had to eat bugs sometimes and mm-hmm. just like yeah. not good conditions. Any protein that they can get. Yeah. And it was just, it was terrible. She had, um, they had to work. They had to, to keep, I don't know, like that's why they were imprisoned or what they were doing while they were imprisoned was working. Mm-hmm. And the preferable, favorable job was to clean up after the pigs. Oh, that was ah, the good job that, that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was put into solitary confinement, sentenced to death, but through God, um, she was released. Uh, her story is, is just filled with amazing stories after amazing stories of God's provision uh, um, countless times. I think sometimes when we think of God providing for us, we think of our flesh being comfy and cozy. Mm -hmm. Um, That was very, very, very far from the truth for Darlene. Um, He was still providing for Darlene. Mm -hmm. Um, Dare I say, he was providing for her even more than I realize he provides for me. But she she had nothing. Literally everything she had was taken. Um, But he was proving that he was all that she really needed. Um, She was stripped of everything she had. She didn't know anyone. Her husband was gone. Eventually, even all of her physical possessions Mm -hmm. had been um, burned through a bombing, Mm -hmm. but God remained with her. Mm -hmm. There were times that she questioned and even doubted, but he never failed or left her. Um, I think that sometimes when we hear missionary stories and things that like we hear like the fun, like, like all of the good stories, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes like, like this person got saved, this person yeah, got like, saved. Or like, like the miracles that God yeah. is doing. And like this book goes like she struggled, like mm-hmm. her life was hard. And like she was like, I can't do this like countless times. Um, one of my favorite stories is the banana story. We'll have to I'll have to tell you after the podcast. But um, she she doubted God. Yeah. And yet he still came through to her. And um, so I, that's one thing I liked about the book was that it, it brought out the. The good, bad, and the ugly. Well, I think that's the thing is like, I I really do believe in this. So just as much as we do in like the social media age, put only the good out there. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's life looks perfect. We see a small clip of their life and we just assume like they've got it all together. Well, that's the thing is like, not only do you only get a small piece, but that small piece, the person that puts it on there has control over what it looks like. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. And so I think that a lot of times in ministry work, and I don't think it's wrong for ministry, like, um, missionaries to come and tell the good things because they, we need to know the good right. things. We, right. we don't want it to all be bad. Yeah. But I do think that um, we can be blindsided by, oh, it's just going over there. We can glamorize right, right. ministry right. because like it will be like, oh, well, you go over there and you see so many people mm-hmm. saved. And you, but like, do you think about like even today we had some um, missionaries come 
and speak and they did a they do amazing work and to think about so they didn't have jobs Mm -hmm. so they don't have their own income like of their own that's like Mm -hmm. theirs so think about only having money that is sent to you and having to live off of that you're relying on someone to keep you going not even just that think about like the things that like frivolous things that like oh i want a mcdonald's coke i know that you probably didn't have mcdonald's coke there (laughs) but like like, i want mcdonald's coke well i shouldn't probably be spending these other people's money yeah on this do you know what i mean like that guilt of items that we don't even like we we go on amazon and buy everything that we want like they are given this money and so to have that even just to know that you're not it's not your money does that make sense right yeah and so i think that that's stuff that we don't even think about we just glamorize the thought of oh going here and getting you know doing god's work is just so much fun there's a lack of realness yes and it's sad because it's not that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah. i think that um, speaking to your f- fact about how people want to portray mm-hmm. a, you know, glamorous life mm-hmm. and everything. I think sometimes, well, sometimes, a lot of times as Christians, when we're like witnessing to someone mm-hmm. or something, like we tell them the good things mm-hmm. that God has done for us mm-hmm. and we kind of gloss over the bad things in our the, life. The, the bad things that happened or a lot of times. We don't go into depth about how far lost we were, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, kind of like that's kind of like what they need to hear. Yeah. Y- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, if if you just tell them like, you know, I was I was doing okay, and I woke up and found God, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing better now. And they're gonna be like, but you know, example like I'm a drug addict. Yeah. You know, sleeping on people on like, their couches. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they need to know that even in those moments, God is with them. Yes. Okay. And God will provide for them. So we, even as Christians, we tend to just make like the good side of it. You, you, More you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we even take like a uh, good Friday. We, often turn a blind eye to how brutally bad yeah. that day was not just because i always say like yeah that was a horrible day and like we don't even name saturday you yeah. know what i mean it's just like did anybody just sleep one saturday yeah like, everyone was like you know what? i'm done <laughs> yeah that was a horrible friday i yeah. didn't sleep all day yeah you, you know what i mean so uh really if a christian is living a worrisome or a worryless life like are you really working yeah. for christ because yep. if you are satan you, you you're on his radar yes uh, okay so he's not gonna let you just yeah you know what i mean he's gonna be throwing all kind of rocks yep. at yep. you yep so and i think that's one thing actually you just brought up the good friday thing i remember we we just went to the uh the veil is torn mm-hmm. uh, right. for the the easter service and i was speaking to someone after and they were like, oh, I guess they probably should have let us know that, you know, like it was going to be kind of great for like the kids. Right. OK. And I'm like, no, they need to know that. Right. The, because we kidify a lot of things. And there's a difference between kidifying something and simplifying it, because I do believe that kids need a simplified version of things because right. they can't comprehend the massive thing. We can't even comprehend a lot of things. Right. But to kidify everything really does them no favors. Right. And while it hurt to see them struggle through those things, mm-hmm. like I know Callan had mm-hmm. a really hard time with it. Like I, it was hard to see them struggle with it, but they need to see that. They need to know that that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And with that's the same thing with this is that she is allowing people to see in her ministry 
that it was not easy. Yeah. Right. It was not all fun and games. It wasn't just seeing people saved. It wasn't just, it was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes her relatable because mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've obviously never been imprisoned <gasps> for four years. What? Oh. Starving to death. Two yeah. years? But two years. Two. I've been in prison for two years? Yeah. Oh. About 10 years. <laughs> you made you but, forget. But like even even through the heartaches that I go through, when I doubt God and I read that she went through extremes and she doubted God, mm-hmm. it just makes it relatable to know like I'm not, you know, losing my mind or I'm not mm-hmm. a weak Christian just because I doubt it. Like yes. it's normal. And mm-hmm. being able to be real so that way it seems normal. I do. I remember the one time that, well, the first time that I shared the whole testimony of me working as an STNA and I thought that nobody wanted me at church, like that whole thing. I remember your dad coming up to me and was like, I would have never thought yeah. that you, of all people, would have felt that way. Because he had felt that way with when he fell off the roof mm-hmm. and like had, you know, the devil just plays tricks on your mind regardless of anything that you're going through. It doesn't matter right. what phase of life you're going through or what you're going through. He's going to try to throw those things at you. Yeah. And he's like, I would have never thought that you would have felt those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another lie that the devil tells mm-hmm. us is that, oh, you're a bad Christian because you feel yeah. this way. You're the only mm-hmm. one that's ever felt that. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. If you were a good Christian, you wouldn't feel that way. Yeah. And that's yeah. just not the case. Yeah. I think that like, uh, so, uh, the Bible does call for us for for perfection mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. but i think that satan takes that and twists it you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. because though we're called to be perfect we're, we're forgiven when we're mm-hmm. not perfect okay yep. so satan basically i think one of his go-to you know plans is is, is that look you're not perfect. Yeah. So and and clearly it says here you have to be perfect. Yeah. And you're not perfect. Like and and that's such a basic, you know, like fact of, of the matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it does say I should be perfect. But I'm not perfect. Yeah. I'm, you, you, so you know what I mean? We've actually exactly, heard, yeah. exactly. We've actually heard and, that um said in our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a member that said, Well, if I can't be exactly like Jesus, then why even try? Right. Now growing up, um I, I was always told Live every day like Jesus, mm-hmm. but you're gonna fail. Yeah, but live every day <laughs> like Jesus, knowing you're gonna fail. You, you know what I mean? Well, even think about like what we talked about last week with Job. He right. was named a perfect, blameless man. He was not perfect nor blameless. No, no. he was just as sinful as all of us. But the right. only difference was is that he believed in God and he loved God so much his heart wanted to be what God wanted. And I think that's the thing is that people get m- mixed up is not it's not a like especially since Jesus has came and paid for our sins. There's no right. longer a death sacrifice mm-hmm. that has to happen physically. Right. Um I mean some people will go on to die for the Lord, but it's not a we have to do that to get to heaven. But the problem is, is that like people equate perfect with absolute matching everything on this list. Mm-hmm. And that's right. not what perfection means. He wants you to be in tune with him. He know God knows more than anybody that we're not perfect. Exactly. Like yeah. he knows that we're flesh filled. And that's the reason why he wants us to cling to him, to go to him. And that's where that it's that heart thing. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm not, you know, killing people. I'm not doing this. Right. It's. I love God. What does you want me to do? But I, I think that what Satan tries to do and what a lot of people, you know, who try to argue these things, they're referring to a worldly perfection. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what yep. I mean? Like, like, like you have to be perfect in mm-hmm. in this. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, obviously, like Jesus set the bar mm-hmm. pretty high. Yeah. You know what I mean? So none of us can reach that bar. And like you said, some people are like, well, 
Why are we even trying? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's a matter of the heart. Yeah. Okay. And and is your heart truly seeking God? Yeah. Is, is your heart truly seeking his righteousness? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect that the Bible is referring to. Not, you know what I mean? Because your flesh, obviously, is doing everything it can to make you sin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not going to win every battle. Mm-hmm. You know, with your flesh, and I like to look at it as a person before they become saved, they're comfortable with sin. Yes. Okay. Like even a good person, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, is comfortable Mm -hmm. with sin. You know what I mean? Like they can be impartial towards pretty heinous things. Okay. But once a person becomes truly saved, you are no longer comfortable Mm -hmm. with sin. Yes. You know what I mean? It bothers you. Like it, the thought of it. You know what I mean? Bothers you, though you may still do it. It bothers you. I just, now that you say that, it's actually pretty funny because I actually just heard somebody say the other day that we were talking about Abram and he went into um, Egypt and the whole thing of, you know, lying that, you know, Mm -hmm. his wife was his sister and that's the whole thing. But they said that the time that he was in Egypt, he did not sacrifice while he was in Egypt, which meant that he was comfortable with the sin that was happening. Right. Right. That you just said that you got comfortable with sin. That just like brought that to me. Like he was comfortable with the sin in that season. And I think that even us as Christians, when we kind of pull away from God, mm-hmm. we can kind of feel comfortable. It, there is a there is a chastisement. There is a but there it, it's the whole thing of you do it once, you kind of it stings a little. Mm-hmm. You do it twice, it's kind of, it doesn't feel as bad this time. You do it right. three times. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that's another thing that as Christians, it's not even a oh I won't go to heaven. That's the problem is that everybody based their entire Christianity on being able to go to heaven. And that's not what God ever called for. Exactly. God called for us to have a life abundant here. Yeah. And so that life abundant doesn't just come from, oh, I follow this list of rules, this and this. It comes from loving him. And I think that's where everybody gets really messed up. And they're like, oh, well, how much can I do and and still go to heaven? That is if you're asking that question. Yeah. You're in the wrong business. (laughs) You've got a little bit of (laughs) you've got some explainings to do. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Back to you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the regular uh, schedule program. So through her doubting and questioning, God often would whisper a Bible verse in her ear. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a lot of the Bible memorized um, because Mm -hmm. I don't know that she was able to have a Bible with her through um, the solitary confinement. But um, and that's what would keep her going. Mm -hmm. She survived when all odds were against her um, and she made it back to the States after the war was over. When she was first leaving, she was very hurt and very angry for all of that place and the people there had had taken from her. Mm-hmm. And she she told herself that I'm I'm never coming back to this place. You can just yeah. think of all of the memories that she had from being there. Um, but as they as they were eventually pulling away, I believe the people started chanting something to her, mm-hmm. and she just said, uh, "I'll be back." Mm-hmm. Like just kind of came out, and she was moved, and she was like, "I do want to come back." Yeah. Um, she had nothing to her name at that point. She was going back to America mm-hmm. where she would get healthy again yeah. and she could still do work for the Lord there, mm-hmm. you know, where it's comfy and easier. But she had that desire to go back to those yep. people. She eventually married again to Jerry Rose and together they went back to Papua New Guinea to serve as missionaries yep. um, through conditions that we can't even imagine. Darlene found God was enough for her mm-hmm. when she had nothing else. Yep. Her life truly seemed bitter but by being brought closer to God, 
I I would have to think that she would agree that it was a better cup. Yep. How often in our lives when things started getting taken away from us um, or a little bit hard, we we withdraw from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we, we don't even realize it. We'll skip a day or two of reading mm-hmm. or maybe we'll pray a little shorter or maybe we won't pray for a few days. Mm-hmm. When all he was wanting was to prove to us that these things we fill our lives are just that, they're fillers. Yep. Mm-hmm. He truly is all we need. He strips away piece by piece to where we're left with full contentment in him. You know, the one thing that I can like from the way that like our ministries are, the only thing I can like, it wouldn't compare, Mm -hmm. but the only thing I can compare is like when we're done with camp and, you know, we've had up to here with everything, everything, (laughs) everything, like problems and disappointments and trying to uh, make sure everything's running smoothly, doing this, doing that, that moment when it's all over, it's like, I want to do it again. You know what I mean? There's something like contagious about like getting rid of more and more of you. Like, yes. I don't know if that makes sense. Like yes. after camp, I feel like we're very like pure and like we've stripped away a lot of ourselves, a lot of our mm-hmm. flesh and we're, we've gotten really close to God. And I think everyone that comes yes. to camp really experiences that. And that's kind of like addictive if I can mm-hmm. use that word reverently. But like once you start experiencing it, like you want it more and more yeah. and more. And it's so funny. Cause like, I think that's the reason why it's hard on everybody though, because they forget about it. Cause when they go back it's home, so quickly you go back to your normal life and mm-hmm. so quickly you start picking all those pieces back up. Yep. Yeah. And then you go right back to the, next year of camp and you're like wow how can i not just live this every day and then you're like "Mm." yep yep i I think part of that you know reflecting back on a perfection thing and Mm -hmm. i've only experienced camp once and Mm -hmm. it was last year at tornado and it was one day couple days it was like one or two days two days anyway so in preparing for camp we're we're aiming for a perfect camp i mean if you think about it like like that's what we're trying to do like you know we we have a list yes we're gonna do this 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 Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna fall in line and and everything is planned and you know we've crossed all our t's and data all of our eyes before Mm -hmm. we leave we get on the road we get there and something starts to go sideways it explodes for whatever reason (laughs) okay right so instead of like just just realizing that if our heart's in the right place, you know, and we're doing this for God, mm-hmm. when things start to go sideways, that could be God saying, listen, I appreciate your plan, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's not my yes, plan. Yeah. So I need to make your plan go sideways mm-hmm. to fit my plan. We've had that happen yeah, a couple well, a few, times. A few times. Right. A few <laughs> couple times. Yeah. Learned that lesson more than once. Yeah. So... The if, if I say like the stress of things going sideways mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to mean like a bad yes. sideways. Yes. Okay. Because even in our own personal lives, like we set agendas of what I want to do today, what I want to do this yes. week, this month, this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And God looks at our plan and is like, oh, you tried, yeah. but that that's not where I where I need you to go. Yes. So things start to go. Sideways. And I think it's really important, especially like camp is one thing because like it's a really big, big part of our lives. It's a big part of our lives and it's a big ordeal. Like it's not like it's like two people mm-hmm. getting together. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a big deal. So there is like planning involved, different things. And there are to some extent you have to be able to be uh, quick on your feet about things because mm-hmm. things just don't want to work out or that, you know, things go weird. However, I think it's really important to balance the adapt, overcome and trust in God mm-hmm. because as planners, we're very good at, okay, let's just pick up this, let's do this. You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes we can overstep God because God is telling us to go a different way and we mm-hmm. just, 
oh, I know that this fell over and I know you knocked it over, but I'm going to fix it again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think that's what yeah. we're really good for. Now, again, I don't think that, oh, that went bad. I guess we're just going to have to sit here for a little bit and see what's supposed to happen. But I think there are some things that we need to be a little bit more um, in tune with yeah. God. It's kind of like it's kind of like the book. During yeah. the first escape room, oh, or yeah. we would knock it on the ground. <laughs> oh so it's gosh. like God knocks it on the ground. We're like, oh, someone dropped that. Yeah. God yeah. comes back by, puts it on the ground again. How many kids said someone dropped a book on the ground? Put it right back in there, dude. That has the key in it. <laughs> but I think God does that yeah, in our does. lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that we need to, like I said, be more in tune mm-hmm. with God. Okay, because I don't think it's a matter of not trusting yeah. God. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, God provides us. Of everything we need, yes. but also we can't sit on the couch and yeah. watch our life and go by. Hope like, that he fixes it exactly. Yeah. Like we have to take action. Yes, you, you know what I mean. And we have to discern. Like, is this action what God wants done? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, or is God trying to do something? And my action is against yes. what he's trying yeah, I th- to do. And I think that when you come up to like thing again like camp and stuff like that, the more that you are like the more you get rid of you and the more that you're in tune with God, yes. the more of your adapt and overcome will be the things that he wants. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like when you move quick on your feet, it's not going to be, oh, this is what I think it needs to be. This is what God is showing me to be. Does right. that make sense? So yes. you're going to, the more you get rid of that, that's the problem is that you just need to get rid of yourself. And yeah. that's hard. <laughs> yes. I mean, we, but, we tend to love ourselves. Yes. And for sure. I mean, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So our considerable quote for today is... Uh, really long. <laughs> really long, if I could actually get through all of it. Um, it was one of those moments when I thought the Lord had left me. I turned away and said, God? And he immediately spoke to me. He said, my child, did I not say to you that when you pass through the waters, and these are waters of sorrow, that I would be with you? Mm-hmm. And through floods, they would not overflow you? And neither will the fire kindle upon you? I said, all right, Lord. In the night hours of the tears would flow, and then my Lord would come to me, and he would speak peace to my heart. And I learned experimentally about the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's from Darlene Diber Rose herself. Um, the featured content this week is More Than Enough by Chris Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and our charge-up challenge is a little different this week. Mm-hmm. I hope this is allowed. I think it's allowed. Okay. Josh is here. Josh is here. There are no rules. <laughs> there is one rule. Uh, there is one rule. Have you been practicing that? That was, that was, that was good. really good. Uh, <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to challenge you to um, do something very, very simple this week. Every single person, all three of you can do this. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to take just a few minutes to watch the full Skit Guys Chisel video. There's actually um, a remastered version, and that's mm-hmm. the one that I linked for you guys. Um, it's just really good. It's like... Maybe 11 minutes long. Yeah, it's not very but, long. But um, it's really, really good. So try to watch all the way to the end because mm-hmm. we're like three-second attention span people. Oh, my goodness. So try to, try to stay tuned for the whole 11 minutes. It's good. It's, it's a good, good one. And good I, one. I um, challenge you guys to go watch that this week. Um, the trivia answer from last week, though the question was, which one's not? Which one was not one of Job's, Job's friends? friends. Um, you said my mom got it right? I she answered. Yeah, oh. she got it right. She got it right. She got it right. Okay. Okay. So right. good job, mom. Um, the correct answer was B. Amram. Did she call you and ask you the answer? No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. Good job, sister Renee. Um, this week's I almost said this year. <laughs> this week's question. For mm. uh, some reason, I just couldn't. You can't get that, get that trivia. Question. That's trivia. the word I was looking for. What year was our first tornado mm. scare? Yeah. We didn't have an actual tornado this year. There was. It was like five miles down the road. Or something like that. That's close enough. That's it a was, tornado. Oh, are you talking about the turn? Are you talking the where? first time? The first time? Yeah. You said this year. Oh. Right. What is the first 
You said this year was the we didn't have it down. The, it was down the road. No, that's like the, the year that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, the like year that I'm referencing. It was it was in the county over. Yeah, so it was very close. But the signs but, were going. Yeah, off. we had to still be in safety forever. It felt like forever. Yeah, it was, and we sang songs, sang songs. and we gave popcorn. So, uh, yeah, where did we, we get popcorn? From? We gave out popcorn and water, and we watched movie. On, we did eventually. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was interesting. Time. That's a good thing. Um, one little church building with all of us in there. But it anyway, no air conditioning. What, yeah. <laughs> what year was this? Was it A twenty fifteen, B twenty sixteen, C twenty seventeen, or D twenty eighteen? Mm. I was I was afraid to put this question because like I don't want people to think that like. We're tornado magnets. We're, like, we are. We're also in Ohio. In yeah, the Ohio, Ohio in <laughs> the middle of June is yeah, just it's a just, thing. That happens. So, but. be sure to uh, comment below. Leave us any questions or comments or concerns. Um, share, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Okay, so I said this and Jacob thought it was crazy. And I need to know if I'm actually crazy. I mean, yes. Four or seven times seven equals 49. Mm -hmm. Good job. That feels like a Thursday.